So here's a little known fact. After the movie Fargo was released, tourism to Minnesota spiked 25%. And following the recent TV spin-off, visitation increased by an even more amazing 36%. When you hear this clip from the original film, you'll understand why. So what's the deal now? Gary says triple homicide? Yeah, it looks pretty bad. Two of them are over here. Where's the state trooper? Back there, a good piece in the ditch next to his prowler. Okay, so we got a trooper pull someone over. We got a shooting. These folks drive by. There's a high-speed pursuit. Ends here, and then this execution-type deal. I'd be very surprised if our suspect was from Brainerd. Yeah. And I'll tell you what. From his footprint, he looks like a big fella. If you're thinking tourists were drawn to Minnesota by the promise of a gruesome death followed by a post-mortem ride through a wood chipper, well, you're probably wrong. What appeals to tourists is how those Fargo people talk. It's just so gosh darn adorable. After hearing that hokey Midwestern accent, how could you not fall in love with the ultra-violent hellhole better known as Minnesota? Who could resist the urge to catch a flight to Duluth, buy a handgun for self-defense, and spend some quality time amongst the speakers of Fargoese or Fargish, maybe? Of course, those Minnesotan rubes aren't the only people who know that talking funny is a great way to attract tourists. The natives of Boston, Texas, Scotland, and Newfoundland, and lots of other places all know that visitors look forward to hearing their weird accents. With this in mind, my friend Mark and I began to wonder... Does the Yukon have a delightful accent that charms the tourists? We could be wrong, but it sure doesn't sound like it. Not to us, anyway. And if we're right, and Yukoners don't have a regional accent to call our own, shouldn't we develop one? Wouldn't that be totally awesome? Oh, you betcha, yeah. Yeah. Darn tootin'. This is definitely not Smells Like Yukon. The podcast that claims to be nothing like Smells Like Yukon, but for all intents and purposes, is almost exactly the same. My name is Jesse DeVos. Each episode, my friend Mark Kepke and I hop on our prowler and cruise the Yukon's snowy, windswept backroads for signs of mischief. Now, for those of you relying on this podcast as source material for your dissertation and tourism management, I should clarify, those stats at the beginning of this piece were totally fabricated. The truth is, we have no idea if Fargo had any impact on Minnesota's tourism industry, or if there actually is a tourist industry. We're not even sure if Minnesotans really talk that way. Before Mark and I went into the effort of developing a Yukon accent, we figured it would be a good idea to confirm that there isn't one already. I mean, we're pretty sure there isn't, but we're nothing if not thorough. So Mark took it upon himself to settle the issue. My first impulse was to get some kind of consultant involved. After all, that is one of our dozen or so commandments just for Yukoners. Unfortunately, Jesse and I blew our entire consultant budget working on the commandments. So instead, I pulled together an expert panel which I'm assuming can be three people interviewed at different times in different places and never actually told they're part of an expert panel. Hopefully, the following clip sounds like we're all having a lively discussion about whether Yukoners speak with a distinct accent. Uh, I don't think so. You cannot tell any particular way of speaking, but most of them are deaf. When you talk to them, they have hard of hearing. 
they cannot understand properly when you speak. So that's not an accent, but it's more of a general hearing problem. So when you listen to Yukoner speak, you don't hear any distinct style or accent? It depends. Uh, at the Chinese restaurant, it's very hard to order. I don't understand what they say. But uh, the other places are uh, an accent. Uh, no, not really. I was born and raised in Yukon, lived here all my life. If there was anybody who would have a Yukon accent, I think it would be me. But when you listen to me speak, you don't go, oh, yeah, that guy's got a thick Yukon accent. <laughs> okay, this is a loaded question. No, no, you seem normal, so no, not, not notice. There is no Yukon accent. I'm flatly saying that, yeah, in my humble opinion. I could not distinguish Western Canada from Eastern Canada. So I could not distinguish a Yukoner from a BCer. And having just returned from Scotland, I'm very much aware of the regional accents there. Um, but because we're, at least among the European population, such a huge mishmash, we've come from all over, uh, I think we're still seeing words and accents as being imported and um, something being developed. It's going to take a generation or two. So, yeah, I don't think we have a Yukon accent yet. You probably noticed how none of our expert panelists talks like a normal person. And by normal person, I mean a red-blooded, born-and-raised Yukoner, like me. If their ears can't detect a genuine Yukon accent, I don't think there is one. Of course, some local francophobes might suggest that a French accent is actually becoming the de facto Yukon accent. Others would claim there are actually distinct local accents within the Yukon. But to me, all this multicultural variety only strengthens the argument for having a single, unmistakable Yukon accent that can unite us all. So, Mark, you went through a lot of effort to assemble that expert panel. Did they have anything else to say? Yes. I did use the opportunity to ask for some advice on our next steps. Now, if we were to try to develop a Yukon accent, you got any suggestions on how that might sound? Like, what would be a good thing? Maybe something that hasn't been done before? Like, You can't force it. It has to develop spontaneously. So, Well, hang on there. We're, this is exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to force it. I don't know if we have time. We, we, we... <laughs> but that's the whole... You can't impose a dialect or an accent on a region it has to do you think the australians consciously set out to sound as weird as they sound so you have to give it time and you can't impose it hey where are you going at this point our australian panelists left in a huff our french panelists also had to leave he was late for his gig teaching esl to members of yukon's chinese community so now i was down to just one expert panelist and even though he didn't agree with the idea of forcing a Yukon accent, he did have a useful suggestion. Often accents, from what I've heard, develop from the ruling class or those in power. Uh, and, of course, the rest of us peons generally just follow. So if we were just to like, go to the legislature one day and pick the person in there who talks the funniest and get everyone to try to copy them, that might work. Brad Cathers has you know, certainly a large following and he might be and he does talk funny on occasion so yeah maybe he'd be one to follow <laughs> sorry brad after that i spent a lot of time hanging out in the yukon legislature i was hoping to hear something anything that could become the model for a genuine yukon accent the honorable premier thank you mr speaker i move that bill number 207 entitled second appropriation act 2018-19 be now read a third time and do pass are you agreed 
That was Speaker Nils Clark and Premier Sandy Silver, two of the most obvious role models. They both sound pretty normal. No obvious accent or interesting speech affectations. So at great risk to my mental health, I went on to record speech samples from all of the other MLAs. Well, Ms. McPhee. Agree. The Honorable Mr. Pillay. Agree. The Honorable Ms. Dendies. Agree. The Honorable Ms. Frost. Agree. Mr. Galena. Agreed. Mr. Adele. Agreed. The Honorable Mr. Mostyn. Agreed. The Honorable Mr. Stryker. Agreed. Mr. Hutton. Agreed. Mr. Hazard. Disagree. Mr. Kent. Disagree. Ms. Van Bibber. Disagree. Mr. Cathers. Disagreed. Ms. McLeod. Disagree. Mr. Ischenko. Disagree. Ms. Hansen. Disagree. Ms. White. Disagree. Assuming you're still conscious after that, I think we can all agree there's nothing overly distinctive about the way any of our politicians speak, including Brad Cathers. They sound as bland as the rest of us, which is kind of unfortunate, at least for this story. Since none of our leaders have an obvious accent Yukoners can emulate, Mark and I knew we had no choice. We'd have to create one from scratch. Once again, we thought it would be helpful to get some expert advice. Luckily, Mark happened to catch an interview on Quirks and Quarks with Dr. Trevor Cox, author of Now You're Talking. The doctor made some really relevant observations, with a really cool accent, so we thought we might reach out to him. In the end, it was easier just to edit the existing piece to make it sound like Mark did the interview. So we'd like to develop a really strong, distinctive Yukon accent. Do we need to worry about what that accent might say about us as a people yeah you will get people make assumptions based on it i mean one of the assumptions is that people with stronger accent are less educated we make lots of judgments and snap judgments about um how people are just on their voice and so people make class judgments and you know are you are you do you sound posh and and stuck up or do you sound working class and therefore down to earth and those kind of judgments are being made all the time can you give me an example of that do you have young women using vocal fry Oh yeah, it's such a turn on. So it's and the interesting thing is that's a young woman's talking technique, and there's there's nothing wrong with it if they want to use it. That's fine, but it's seen quite pejoratively, and people write about how it's annoying. Really? And it's because it's a kind of marker of being young, and therefore maybe less experienced. So if it's on the radio, maybe they're less authoritative, and there's all these kind of connotations. That excellent interview really underscored some of the risks. It's likely that Yukoners will be judged, for better or worse, based on our accent. That's why Mark and I were determined to find a truly qualified person to guide our accent development initiative. I had a hunch that Catherine McCallum, the artistic director of Larrikin Entertainment, might be the ideal candidate. During a lunchtime interview, she passed my first test with flying colors by telling me exactly what I wanted to hear. Do you think I have an accent? Do I have a Yukon accent? You don't have a Yukon accent, but you have a Canadian accent. Like, I don't even know what a Yukon accent sounds like. You don't. I think you're very well-spoken. While I certainly appreciated Catherine's willingness to flatter, I was also interested in hearing about her experience with accents. Can you tell me a little bit about your just your background as an actor? I started acting when I was 14, and then I ended up in New York City um, studying acting there for three years. So 
uh, I was I had the Australian beaten out of me in New York um, by a beautiful, wonderful speech teacher called Susan Finch. And uh, and I was actually her star pupil because apparently it's easier to lose an Australian accent and gain a sort of mid-Atlantic accent than it is to lose, you know, say if you're from Georgia. I went back to Australia after I studied in New York and I started going out for roles in Australia. And I got asked by a bunch of uh, casting directors whether I could do an Australian accent. <laughs> and I said, well... Yeah, I'm Australian. And they said, yeah, but can you do the accent? And I said, well, am I not? And they said, not even close. Because if you go to Australia, most of them sound like this and they speak in the back of their nose. And (laughs) there's your Australian accent right there. So then my agent started sending me out for all the American work because I couldn't apparently do an Australian. I wasn't good enough as an Australian. I went for um, a role in a terrible show called Beastmaster, and, uh, and, I, and I had to learn two lines for this audition. Be careful. He's over there, but he's got teeth like coal, and... Oh, God, I can't remember. I'm... Oh, man, I remembered that line for 20 years. I can't remember it now. I'm really confused right now. Are you putting an accent on for me or is this how you really talk with because it sounds like an Australian accent to me and I want to know are you acting or are you just talking normally <laughs> uh, well that's the problem if you ask my family in Australia whether I sound Australian then they would tell you that no I don't that I've been Canadianized you know I've been here for 18 years now plus the three years that I spent in New York Assuming that Catherine had managed to get her work permits in order during those 18-plus years, I was ready to give her the job. And as if she hadn't already impressed me with her impeccable credentials, she suddenly recalled some other relevant work experience. So a friend of mine said that his partner uh, worked at a brothel as a receptionist and that they liked to hire actors because they could learn a script. And, uh, and also, uh, I was hireable as far as they were concerned because I could lose the Australian accent because um, if I answered the phone in an Australian accent, then someone would turn up at the door asking for the Australian person and they didn't have an Australian person on staff. So I got to uh, I got to work at a place called Madame Cleo's for about six months, uh, but yeah. So I used to answer the phone in a in a different stupid, really ditzy voice. Oh, you want me to do it? Oh no. <laughs> okay. Good morning, Madame Cleo's. <laughs> oh my goodness, Mark. Why do you want me to talk like this? Well, I'm just curious to know if anyone ever phoned up the brothel going, I want the one who's on helium. Like, <laughs> It was just cutesy and girly, and I sounded like just, you know, uh, you know, someone who doesn't think a lot, uh, because that's um, intimidating. At this point, I was totally confident that Catherine had the vocal talents we were looking for, and I told her so. What I'm hearing mm-hmm. is that uh, you are... Uh, an expert on accents, which is exactly what I'm looking for. I don't, I don't think I am an expert. I think, you know, if you wanted to speak to an expert on accents, I would definitely be speaking to Susan Finch because um, she really knows her stuff. We've got this project and I was hoping to get it done kind of over lunch. So talking to <laughs> Susan Finch in New York is probably not going to happen. Time is of the essence because uh, it's our understanding that the Alaskans are working very hard right now on coming up with their own accent. And uh, we uh, certainly want to beat them to the punch on that one. Everything I've heard has convinced me that you are the right person for this project. 
given your experience with accents, we were hoping we might be able to come up with something that we could use. What, a whole phonetic alphabet <laughs> around a Yukon accent, like in the next five minutes? Cool, yeah, okay, that's completely doable. So how many words do we need? You know, I got a sample sentence here. I, last weekend, I picked up a six-pack and took my dog to Kusawa. You know, you could work with that. Right. I just, that, right, okay. No. I can't, I'm going to fail at this. Uh, because all I know is my accent. Maybe that could be the new Yukon accent, you know, because there are so many people here from so many places, you know. There's born and raised, like yourself, and, there, and then there's, like, the, the ring-ins, like me. Most people are still going to hear you and think you're Australian, and we really don't want people to think that the Yukon accent is the Australian accent. We need to come up with something. It's got to be distinct. You know, once we come up with this, people got to go, and the minute they hear it, they got to go, that is a Yukoner talking. That is the Yukon accent. I don't know what it is. Maybe, it, maybe it's too much to ask. I thought you had it in you. <laughs> We're just going to end this on an insult mark. <laughs> He's nodding. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I don't even know where to begin. He, la, last weekend, <laughs> last weekend. Well, uh, it's tough because, you know, no matter how you say last weekend, I picked up a six pack and took my dog to Kusawa. It's probably going to sound wrong because what Yukon ever went to Kusawa and only took a six pack. <laughs> so it's going to sound completely unbelievable. Maybe it is just unrealistic to think that this could be done on lunch hour. It is kind of unfortunate because I think if we could have done it, there would have been a lot of opportunities, revamping education curriculums, uh, language nests, uh, instruction manuals. I mean, there would be a whole infrastructure around getting the uh, accent out there. I mean, that's no small undertaking, training 38,000 people to speak with a new accent. Well, sure, uh, and I and I certainly understand that the, that I've that this is a huge missed opportunity, Mark, and I'm I'm feeling shame, and and disappointment in myself, you know. So, so I w- I will go home and I'll think think deeply about this. You know what? I'm pretty sure if you can't do it, I, I don't think anybody can do it. So I feel good that we've basically left no stone unturned here. And if you say it can't be done, then I think it probably can't be done. But if you wanted to take a stab at saying last weekend I picked up a six-pack and took my dog to Kusawa again, maybe, I don't know, maybe there's a lispy thing you could do or something nasally. like. All right, let me try. Last weekend, I picked up a six-pack and took my dog to Kasawa. That was shite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we could teach anybody that. We might have to look for something a little simpler. Well, you know, and you, you, you were indicating that an accent is just a vocal placement, like a nasal something or, a, you know, whatever. I, I, I don't know. Does the accent have to be accompanied by a certain way of placing your voice as well? Like, like do all Australians have to talk like this? I'm not your expert, obviously. The, the truth is, I don't know shit about accents. <laughs> I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. It's true. Mark doesn't really know anything about accents, and neither do I. But we've taken this stupid idea this far, so we figure we owe you some kind of satisfying resolution, as long as it doesn't require much additional work on our part. Maybe a top-of-the-line custom accent is just a little too ambitious of a goal. Maybe Yukoners will just have to settle for something a little more off the rack, with plenty of pre-existing learning resources to help Yukoners master it. Things like YouTube videos and television reruns. 
I'm not sure if it's truly an accent or something that even a semi-competent speech pathologist should have corrected in childhood, but I'm pretty sure if we all start talking this way, we'll finally put ourselves on the map of the world's funny talkers. Even better, every time a Yukoner speaks, we'll reinforce some important aspects of our collective identity. Not too posh, comfortable in the great outdoors, a bit goofy, but also extremely determined, especially when it comes to hunting. Long arm of the war is reaching out and closing in on you, you screwy wabbit. Whacked by his own twacks. <laughs> Hopefully, most Yukoners will have a better grasp of firearm safety, but you get the point. It doesn't matter if you're a Yukoner who is already rocking it with a Gwich'in, French, Filipino, Australian, Kiwi, Scottish, or any other accent. You can just layer some Elmer Fudd into that, and soon Yukoners will be the envy of funny talkers around the world. We'll be beating the tourists off with sticks, which actually sounds kind of fun. It's so simple, we can all start speaking this way. White now, without DeWay. We might even be able to avoid overhauling Yukon's education curriculum and creating cost we new government programs. Is that actually a good thing? Just imagine the day when every Yukon MOA can proudly stand in the legislature to say agree or disagree with the latest legislation. Or when the premier can deliver a glowing tribute to some outstanding Yukoner. Who knows, maybe even me using the new Yukon accent or speech impediment, as the case may be. I certainly feel like I'm doing my bit. Now are you willing to do yours? That's all, folks, it's going to take to make this dream a reality. And if one of Wadas wants to sue, bring it on. We can use the free publicity. You know, I actually found the script pretty difficult to weed. Maybe we need a government program after all. been listening to smells like you can or definitely not smells like you can it depends on your person wens. join jess and mark for the next episode when way we wagner will recite the cremation of sam mcgee using the new you can accent until the next time keep on smelling on or not smelling on hey that was actually kind of fun 